some sort of a kind of chutney thing. It's like a sweet chutney. Chutney will do. Not Piccadilly, not that. that I don't no. know what that is. I know it's yellow. Piccadilly, what, the circus? I don't know, mate. Pick a lily. You're an idiot. Pick a lily. Chutney. <laughs> I've got chutney in there. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. My name's Will. And my name's Steve. You haven't got time to read War and Peace. Even if it is one of the greatest novels of all time. 587,000 words. 612 grams. That's the weight of the book. 500 characters. 361 chapters. Three volumes. Two epilogues. And a collection of maps. We're going to summarise all of it for you. This is War and Peace in just seven years. Go on, do you want to lead the introduction? You tend to get annoyed when you don't get to do it for a while. You get a little strop, get a little sad, get a little angry. I sense it. Welcome to you as well, Will. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for that wonderful introduction there, mate. Pleasure. Welcome, Steve. Welcome. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Welcome to everyone. Welcome to another episode of War and Peace in just seven years, episode 41. Episode 41, only a few chapters away from the end of book two, the end of season two. Holy in just seven years. Moly. Can you all believe it? Question mark. Can you? I don't know. (laughs) Steve, we have had an absolutely fantastic drawing. We love getting drawings through and we've had one from Julia It's just wonderful. It's a Vera's spidery little mouth. Oh, 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 it's truly disgusting. I love it. (laughs) It's absolutely terrifying and nightmarish with also a kind of pop art vibe is my kind of hot art take on that. It's actually very good. It's very good and will be making its way to not only our Instagram, but also Tolstoy's Hall of Fame on our website. Yeah, at Wapin7 Podcast or Wapin7.com. Go and take a look at that. It's really very good. Thank you very much, Julia, for sending that in. Is that her second thing she sent in? She sent in some emails. Julia's in the past, remember? So Julia will hear this. Oh, it's past Julia. Her future, but our also our yeah. future. It all works out. It all works it's out. Incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. Thank you so much for that, Julia. Actually, so amazing. We're coming up to the end of season two, the end of book two now. So if anyone else would like to send in a bit of art or, or a poem or something, something that they've been inspired by this this book. We'd love to see it. Do send it in. We'll put it on our website. We'll put it on our Instagram. We'll put it on a t-shirt, on a hat. We'll put it on shoes, <laughs> on socks. We'll put it everywhere. You'll be absolutely sick of it by the time we're finished with it. Steve, what happened last week? Honestly, mate, I've got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, fantastic. Onwards. <laughs> No, I do remember a little bit. Last week, Andy Pandy had gone across to the other contingent. They were trying to stop the bit of the French army before they got to a place. Yep. Otherwise, bag rations, Russian army are completely screwed. What's going to happen to them? Are they going to die? Are they? It's looking likely. (laughs) It Um, is. And to to save you there from having to speak any more, let's find out (laughs) as we go onwards. It's the reading. Don't say it's. Why are you breaking everything? We've got rules. You're such a stickler, aren't you? Just relax, God. Say it's whenever you want. Chill out. Treat yourself. Say it's. I'm just going to investigate if the success pyramid, the new WAP book idea that came out last week, I'm just going to see if that's trademarked or if anyone else has, you know, got a success pyramid program or anything like that. Before the guns and artillery sentry was pacing up and down. 
God, there's so many success pyramids. What the heck is going on? Are you surprised, Steve? People love pyramids and they love achieving success. What the heck in hell? No, friend. Ah, okay. So the success pyramid is a school thing. University school thing. Oh, well, that's that explained well. Nice one. If there's anyone in school right now or university studying this, this is how you do it. Well, stand us some of your herb vodka. Andy Pandy could probably follow some of these tips as well. (laughs) I do like the idea of Andy Pandy listening to the podcast, making notes of all these (laughs) tips for himself. (laughs) All right, here are the tips. It has begun. Here it is. Good lead in, I think. (laughs) Attend every class. You've got to sit in the front row, introduce yourself to the professor and fully participate in the class. (laughs) Good morning, professor. I'm Andrew Pandrew. It it doesn't mention bringing an apple, but I I think that's probably a good idea. Yeah. Hello, Professor Andy Pandy again. Here is your apple. All right. So you're sitting in the front row. You're surrounded by apples. Then you've got to do all your homework. Ugh. Seek a personal tutor if you have great difficulty. Yeah. you do. Excuse me. You couldn't help me with all of my homework. I'm Andy Pandy. This is a good one. Prep your exams. Good shout. Oh, you know what? You you read advice like this and you just think sometimes (laughs) I would never have thought of that. And then lastly, just the final bit of advice is treat classes like a job. What does that mean? It means get to campus early, stay on campus all day. When (laughs) not in class, go to the library or the student common area and work on your homework. (laughs) Just like you do at your own job. You turn up on time, you pop to the library and then you have a big test. So that's the success pyramid according to engineering.purdue.edu. The web address is not needed, Steve. Be 100% silent. I have finished reading. Well done, mate. You've just read some of War and Peace. (laughs) You sound like a robot trying to learn how to speak. You always say that to me. Did you have a good time? I did have a good time, mate. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you for asking. You never... You never asked that. Okay, Steve, we are continuing directly on from your chapter. Andy Pandy is continuing his wonder. Around the encampment, this is. Around the... Around the front line, yeah. He heads up to the battery for a great view of the whole field. Wow. The battlefield. You could say. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Although Tolstoy does only call it the field... I've just kind of interpreted that to mean battlefield. I guess it's a bit presumptive to say there's going to be a battle there. Maybe maybe there won't be. They do tend to run away quite a lot, so... Wow, Steve, will there (laughs) be a battle, eh? So he's looking out across the field. Now imagine we're going all the way to the left. So he's looking out, but looking to the left. Turning your head to the left, got it. Where Andy sees a small, newly constructed wattle shed from which came the sound of officers' voices in eager conversation. Is a wattle shed like a... for for discussions or common room sort of thing? I think it's a sort of discursive shed. All I know is that it's a lovely, (laughs) lovely shed. What a wattle shed. But enough of that lovely shed for now. You little shed tease, Will. (laughs) (laughs) Really teasing us with that wattle shed thinking we're not all going to get excited about it. I'm always very careful not to give spoilers, but don't worry, the shed will come back. <laughs> oh, thank the Lord. Opposite us, directly in front. So we've looked to the left, now we're looking to the front. Yeah. Is the village of Sean Graburn, surrounded by the Frenchies. Uh, and also, I believe some of the Frenchies are probably in the village as well. Building their own wattle sheds, no doubt. Building their own hangout sheds. 
To the left from that village, amid the smoke, was something resembling a battery, but it was impossible to see it clearly with the naked eye. Batteries are very small, so I'm not surprised. What is it, double A or something? You'd struggle to see almost any battery from that from that distance. It's talking about loads of guns, isn't it? I think so, Steve. I think it's an area where you do some war and there's a big gun there and stuff. Sounds good. As we already know, the French seem to always outnumber us. This is evident as the French line is wider than ours and they could easily outflank us. Is it not 30,000 to 4,000 or something ridiculous like that? The Frenchies have got loads of Smurfs and we've got barely a few Russian people. (laughs) No chance. No chance. More vital info, Steve. So I do hope you're following. Yeah. Behind our position, there is a steep and deep dip. Steep and deep dip. Steep and deep dip. Steep and deep dip. Steve and Will's steep and deep dip. Welcome to Will's Steve Steep and Deep Dip. How can I take your order? <laughs> wow. <laughs> what the hell? It's like an American an American diner. The steep and right. deep dip. Honestly, I would go there. I'd Sounds go there. wicked. Yeah, they got good dips. <laughs> it's just dips. Steve, why is the steep and deep dip concerning? Uh I guess you could trip and, you know, twist your ankle. Yeah. That would be annoying. Oh, that would bloody hurt as well, wouldn't it? Then you wouldn't yeah. be able to fight in the in the battle. You'd be debilitated a little. You're not necessarily too stupidly wrong there, Steve. Um, okay. the well, ste- but you're saying I'm a bit stupidly wrong. <laughs> the steep and deep dip makes it difficult to retreat. <laughs> we love retreating. Oh, no. So they're actually going to have to fight this time because... <laughs> There's a small small hillock in the way. This is actually catastrophic. It is. So Andy's noticed the steep and deep dip and the problems it may cause. Now, much like Steve and I do on Instagram every week, at Wappin7Podcast, by the way. Good plug, good plug. Prince Andrew took out his notebook and leaning on the cannon, sketched a plan of the position. Okay. Hashtag plan. <laughs> Wattle on the left, guns on the right, town in front of you, steep and deep dip to the rear. <laughs> You just nailed it. That's exactly (laughs) what he's probably writing. Now, Steve, Pandy has two ideas. Firstly, concentrate all the artillery where? On the French army. In the (laughs) centre. Avoid the wattle shed. (laughs) Secondly, withdraw the cavalry where? Away from the guns and fighting. (laughs) To the other side of the steep dip. Steve, I thought you were paying attention. Yes, yes, yes. yes. (laughs) Andy gives us a quick and easy to digest summary of his battle thoughts. Oh, here we go. If the enemy attacks the right flank, the Kiev Grenadiers and the Podol Chasseurs must hold their position uh-huh. till reserves come from the centre come up. Yes, yes. In that case, the Dragoons could successfully make a flank counter-attack. Of course. If they attack our centre, we, having the centre battery on this high ground, yes. uh-huh. shall withdraw the left <laughs> flank under its cover uh-huh. and retreat to the dip by echelons. Of course! <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. It ain't called war and peace for nothing. Bloody hell. Suddenly... A voice from the lovely shed. I told you that shed was back. Yeah. A pleasant and familiar voice. What I say is that if it were possible to know what is beyond death, none of us would be afraid of it. That's so, friend. (laughs) There's also a young voice, Steve, in the shed. And there's also a manly voice in the shed as well. Okay. Now, perhaps quote of the season. This is from the manly voice. Whatever we may say about the soul going to the sky, we know there is no sky, but only an atmosphere. 
<laughs> okay. Very profound. <laughs> what 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 does that mean, Steve? He's saying he doesn't believe in God. <gasps> All right. That's what he's saying. He's saying we die and we just turn into dust. To dust. Uh, one of those voices, Steve, turns out to be Tushin. Ah. And I just want to stress, he is not the manly voice. I also would love to ask you, Steve, who is Tushin? Is, is Tushin the artillery chap? Ah! With, with no clothes on, no shoes on, but he's quite actually quite attractive. Steve, have a little biscuit. Well done. <laughs> okay, thank you. That's exactly who Tushin is. Why, thought Prince Andrew, that's the captain who stood up in the sutler's hut without his boots. He recognised the agreeable, philosophising voice with pleasure. Yeah, he's hot. These lads in the shed keep chatting. Andy's outside by himself doodling in his little war colouring in book. And the lads yeah. in the shed just have uh, some herb vodka. Look, I, I'm not going to be surprised anymore by the, the Russian army just constantly getting wasted all <laughs> the time. Any opportunity, they're just drinking vodka, anything they can get their hands on. When suddenly the vodka ran out. Just then there was a whistle in the air, nearer and nearer, faster and louder louder and faster whoa what is it steve just a, a lad whistling on a horse <laughs> all right lads <laughs> can i have some vodka <laughs> it's a cannonball heading Uh-oh. for the lovely shed no not the wattle shed bang no are they all dead really are they dead no the ground seemed to groan at the terrible impact did it hit them i mean probably now nah, they're all fine Oh, okay, right. <laughs> That's a well-built wattle shed, that is. It's a sick shed. And immediately tush in with a short pipe in the corner of his mouth and his kind, intelligent face, rather pale, rushed out of the shed, followed by the owner of the manly voice, a dashing infantry officer who hurried off to his company, buttoning up his coat and then ran off. What have they been up to? What was going on in that shed? We'll never know. Andy does a backflip onto his horse. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just I'm just adding a bit of flavour, a bit of spice. Does he get onto his horse though? I don't know what to believe. He gets on his horse quickly. He looks out over the field once more. Remember when he looked all the way to the left earlier on? It was impossible to tell if it was the French battery or not. Well, Steve, it yeah. is the French battery. Oh my. Another cannonball. Direct quote, Steve. The battle had begun. Whoa. The muskets start to fire. Pandy gallops off to find Baggy. If anyone is in doubt still that it has begun, quote from Andy, it has begun. Whoa. Feeling the blood rush to his... Steve? Head, his head. His heart. Head. Oh, okay. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> With a heart full of blood, he gallops off. This is happening, Will. They can't run away. It has begun. Steve, remember those lads from last week stuffing porridge and vodka down their mouths? Yeah. Well, that was just 15 minutes ago. My God. But it's been a whole week for us. <laughs> I know. Pandy races past them. He briefly studies their faces. What do their faces tell him, Steve? They've eaten too much porridge. <laughs> now they can't <laughs> run away. Their faces tell him it has begun. <laughs> Here it is. Dreadful but enjoyable. I'm really getting an idea for what the title of this episode might be. <laughs> Are you? I, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you have. Pandy sees Baggy in the distance riding towards him. Baggy is wearing a Cossack cloak and lambskin cap nice. and riding a white horse. Good choice. He looks, he looks flash. 
He looks fantastic. Permission to maybe call him Baggy the White from now on. Like Gandalf the White, you mean? I'm getting big Gandalf vibes with him coming over the horizon, big white horse. It's crazy how similar War and Peace is to Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. (laughs) It's it's (laughs) absolutely unbelievable. Steve, what feeling was seen even on Prince Bagration's hard brown face with its half-closed, dull, sleepy eyes? They've all eaten too much porridge and they're too drunk. So I imagine he, yeah, he's sleepy. He, He just wants to have a little nap that expression nope the expression on his face was very much it has begun (laughs) oh no (laughs) with pandy and baggy is our resident clown zirkov and i've got some horse info uh, for you steve zirkov's horse is a fine bob-tailed horse Okay, there do you, you want to name him? I was going to let you name it. All right, I'll name it. So we've already got Darren and Janet, the horses. Correct. Give us a description of this horse again. It's a fine bobtailed horse. Wow. Wow. Um, Mr. Bobbins? Mr. Bobbins, you've done it again. <laughs> it's absolutely perfect. So we've got Janet, Darren, and the new horse, Zerkov's horse, Mr. Bobbins. <laughs> well, now, Steve, it... Uh... <laughs> It's just absolute nonsense. Steve, now it gets very, very odd. Yeah. Also riding with the lads is, and if you guess this, Steve, I will give you one million pounds. Okay, I hope I get it then. There's somebody else riding with them. I'm going to give you some clues to guess who this is. It's not a character that we've met before. I just want you to guess their occupation. First clue. It's quite a boring job. You want to have a little guess after clue one? Uh, um, <laughs> is it uh, is the job to count the number of steps? It's like an an old school Fitbit. They've got to count the number of steps that the the horses have done for health tracking reasons. Yeah, okay, that's good. So even back in the day, they had kind of human pedometers. Yeah, so <laughs> you've got to pedometer. get your ten thousand. <laughs> yeah, is that right? Incredible guess. No, of course not. But right. numbers is good. His job is to do with numbers. And okay. he's a civilian. Those are all your clues. Who is it? Um, is he the sort of the the division sort of financial accountant? Is he an accountant? Well, this is tough because I'm going to have to transfer you one million pounds. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, yes. You are spot on. It is an accountant, not the accountant, just an accountant. What a nightmare scenario. You go into accounting and all of a sudden you find yourselves on the front lines of a war but it gets even weirder the accountant had asked permission to be present at the battle simply out of curiosity guess you got to keep an eye on how they're spending the money don't you know don't <laughs> no more bullets no i <laughs> was actually well i was actually out on the battle yesterday and they were wasting porridge like you wouldn't believe quite a few i don't think they need quite so much porridge and vodka so this accountant uh steve you can probably guess his build uh sort of accountanty Yes, stout. (laughs) Okay, stout, right, yeah, of course, stout, yeah. (laughs) Everyone's stout, remember? Full-faced, and he looks rather out of place with his camlet coat. Sounds wonderful. Shall I have a quick search for what that is? Please do. And I'd also like to know if all accountants wear camlet coats. So if you're an accountant listening today, do you want to email us in and let us know what type of coat you and your accountant friends... Please do. Uh, ...wear? We'd, lo- we'd love to know. We would actually love to know. I've searched for camlet coat and it hasn't brought up like old drawings of coats. It's brought up loads of really modern, cool coats. Oh, wowzers. There you go. It's like a brown, brown coat. 
Ah, such incredible information. With six buttons. Look at that. I mean... They look great. That's a good coat. Now there's some banter, Steve, between uh, Zerkov, the resident clown, and this accountant with the cool coat. He wants to see a battle, but he feels a pain in the pit of his stomach already. Hmm. And then the accountant replies, Oh, leave off! (laughs) With a beaming but rather cunning smile, as if flattered at being made the subject of Zerkov's joke and purposely trying to appear stupider than he really was. He just wants to be one of the lads. He just wants to be one of the lads when suddenly... Oh, no. Cannonball. Are they all dead? One of these days, the answer is going to be yes. (laughs) But we're still kind of in the introduction to the book, I think. So, no. They're absolutely fine. (laughs) What's that that has fallen? Asked the accountant with a naive smile. Now Zerkov drops possibly his finest joke to date. A French pancake. Very good. (laughs) So that's what they hit with. How awful. So him and the accountant just having a little bit of almost flirting type banter. War is a lot of fun, it turns out. The accountant is really proud of this back and forth with the clown when suddenly... I'm not sure I can take this anymore, Will. First the (laughs) wattle shed and now this pancake stuff. I'm really on edge here. Something's actually happened this time. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) A Cossack near them falls to the ground. The accountant stopped facing the Cossack and examined him with attentive curiosity. The Cossack was dead. What? Just like that? Just like that. How did it happen? Heart attack? Cannonball. Right. (laughs) Always cannonball, mate. Come on. They're flying everywhere. That's terrible. That's not nice. Well, don't worry. Nobody cares. Oh, fine. Okay. It's absolutely fine. Just some guy. It's just some Cossack. Nobody cares. Baggy the White has a look, completely indifferent, uh, pulls out his sword and they crack on. Um, They're heading up to meet Tushin at the battery. For those of you who are interested in how cannons work, uh, I've got some useful info here. Sure. So firstly, you will need two people to operate a cannon. Sure. Me and you. Me and you would be perfect. Now, Steve, these two cannon operators have very technical names. Uh, Would you like to guess what they would be called? Uh, Fuse Fuse Boy and (laughs) Pack-A-Lad. Absolutely brilliant. No, it it was very difficult to get this. You call them number one and number two. Oh, okay. Okay. I overcomplicated it. You overcomplicated it. You'll also, of course, need a mop. Sure. Keep the ground clean. That's all you need. Yeah, yeah. You're spot on. That's all you need. Is the mop for shoving stuff in the cannon? I honestly don't know. I'll read this next bit and see if you can figure it out. A huge, broad-shouldered gunner, number one, holding a mop, his legs far apart, sprang to the wheel, while number two, with a trembling hand, placed a charge in the cannon's mouth it's a classic combo a big strong lad mm. probably quite thick and a little and mop then the boy s- small wily incredibly intelligent mop boy <laughs> just <laughs> mopping the the cannonballs so they fly quicker yeah friction mm. clean cannonball is a fast cannonball i've always said that yeah me too number two squeaked tushin fire <laughs> tushin t- tushin turns and salutes baggy It turns out Tushin is actually firing on the village, uh, which he wasn't given orders for. Perfect. But his reasoning is that he actually thought it would be a good idea to set fire to the village. I mean, it's just great. There's such um, (laughs) strong structures in this this bit of the army. Such discipline. Such discipline in this army. He just wanted to set fire to the village. Baggy completely agrees. Very good. Very good idea. 
Now it's Baggy's turn to have a good look at everything. So the French have advanced on our right, Steve. They're coming from our right now. Okay, they're trying to sneak around, are they? Yeah, yeah. Baggy ordered two battalions from the centre to be sent to reinforce the right flank. Good. I'd have done that. Good move. Suddenly, an adjutant gallops up to Baggy with a message. The message says immense masses of the French were coming down upon them and that his regiment was in disorder and was retreating upon the Kiev Grenadiers. They won't be able to retreat because there's a steep and deep dip, unfortunately. You are a military genius. And Steve, (laughs) I do think it's fair to say that this battle can be summed up by things happening on either the right (laughs) or or conversely, or on the left. left. Uh, Now it's the left. Shots are heard. Way left. Baggy sends the clown to tell the general in command that he must blank. That he must what? Retreat. (laughs) Spot on, of course. (laughs) It's always retreat. It's their one move. Yeah, they've got to retreat because the lad's on the... Right. (laughs) Yeah. I like this. I feel feel smart. (laughs) You're you're doing really well. The lads on the right are getting, uh, getting beaten up. We end with Andy Pandy just sort of watching Baggy command the officers. Yeah. He notices that Baggy doesn't really do much or give very clear instructions, but that's great. His presence was very valuable. And we end the chapter on this direct quote, summing up Bag Ration's leadership style. It was very, very bad. (laughs) (laughs) Officers who approached him with disturbed countenances became calm. Soldiers and officers greeted him gaily, grew more cheerful in his presence, and were evidently anxious to display their courage before him. And that, weirdly is that so actually he's quite a good leader he does inspire he inspires happiness he inspires confidence yeah does he give clear orders no 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 are they required no yeah no are you enjoying yourself yes yeah yeah when i'm in control of my troops i really have one care are they enjoying themselves (laughs) yeah exactly and that's what's important (laughs) it has begun it's the summary summary I'm just making a few notes. That's very clever of you. Did you learn that from the uh, from the success pyramid from university? I'm going to every class. I'm bringing my teacher so much fruit. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. It's a real expense. <laughs> okay. For the first time ever, Steve, if I could guess the, the chapter title you've written, is it It Has Begun? <laughs> no, mate. It's going to be something to do with the wattle shed, actually. Oh. Of course, yeah. Sure. <laughs> no, no, no. no you, you, you have got it. <laughs> All right, Steve, I'm going to put a little 10-second timer on. I feel positive about this. I think you're going to do a good job. I don't think you're going to do a bad, terrible job. I think it's going to be a great job. Okay? Okay, fantastic. Thanks okay. for that. I'm proud of you already. I'm proud of you regardless of what you do, of what happens next. Are you ready? I'm ready. In three, two, one. It has begun. There's a wattle shed on the left, guns on the right, the town's in front, there's a steep, deep dip behind you. It's begun again. Mr. Bobbins is here. Zerkov's horse, cannonball, some guy's dead. We're shooting the town. Retreat! Run away! Beep, beep, beep. Whew. Whew. That was energy My full. God. <laughs> that was energising. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Mate, that was Whew. excellent. I felt like I was reliving that battle in person. I wanted to give some of the energy of the battlefield. Left and then right. Yeah. That was what was going on, wasn't it? There's a town. Yeah. Some guy's dead. Oh, yeah, he was. But no one cares about that. So that's absolutely No, he's fine. not important. 
It has begun. It has begun. It has begun. We've been waiting for about nine months for <laughs> there to be a real battle. And finally, I know I'm pleased to say this. I'm sure the listeners at home are pleased to hear this. Yep. It Say it with me, Will. It, it has, has begun. begun. It Hard has, to do that over over Zoom, but it sure. is. But it has begun, and I really do want to stress how many times that exact <laughs> phrase was said. All the more reason for us to be suspicious, though, because we did end <laughs> on a on a small retreat order. So you know, we'll see. It did. Andy Pandy is being inspired by Bag Ration by Baggy the White. He's a cool guy. He's a real cool guy. He's a cool guy. Best of luck to him. Real cool carrot. Best of luck to the accountant. Let's hope nobody gets exploded oh, yeah. by a cannonball. What other auxiliary staff are hopping around the battlefield? Bring the chefs in. <laughs> Send out the chefs. Send out the carpenters. Send out the clockwinder. <laughs> Send him out. <laughs> Where's the cheesemonger? Release the piano tuner. <laughs> <laughs> release the leather man yes <laughs> release him all right mate see you next week <laughs> whatever hey you oi you've been listening to this now for months well done why don't why don't you do something to to say thank you yeah go on what yeah. you, you asking <laughs> yeah. for money steve I don't know. I'm not asking for money. I'm asking for much, much less than that. Sorry about that. That was strange. But no, just go on our Instagram and follow us and, you know, leave a leave a like on something and, and draw a picture for us and send it to us or send us an email. Do Tell anything. a friend about it. Come on, just chat to us. We received some lovely new reviews. So thank you for that. We're going to pop them on our Instagram. Go and have a look and then get jealous and then make your own. Tolstoy at Wappin7.com for the email at Wappin7podcast on Instagram. Get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you as always. And just for you, here are the silly bits. The guns were on the right, mate. But anyway, whatever. How dare you? They were. You said they were there on are, the right. Go there are two notes. things to remember in this chapter. It's a Stuff being on the left and stuff being on the right. <laughs> yeah, I think you've got it wrong. <laughs> you shut your mouth. I haven't. Uh, the what? The wattle shed was on the left. Mate, you're wrong. You're telling me the wattle shed was on the right all the all along. It's also on the left. <laughs> oh well, that explains it. I I had the impression that Andy turned his head to the right though. But what you're saying is that this isn't going to go in. <laughs> but what you're saying is you're saying the wattle shed is to the left of the battery. The the battery is to the right of the wattle shed. All right. It, yeah. It's, yeah. I can I can assume this level of detail is not important. <laughs> it's not, no. Bananas, apples, pears, sometimes a kiwi. Learn them. Learn them all. Learn, learn what you can learn, about them. Learn every strength and weakness of all the fruits. <laughs> if, if, yeah. At the drop of a hat, I want you to be able to name seven different fruits. Just like that. You need just that. like that, straight away. Pineapple, what's yeah. its strength? What's its weakness? Yeah, tell us, tell us. Apple, when would you eat it? When wouldn't you? This is how we roll. This is how we do it. I'm not sure it is. It's, how, it's happened it's every time. It's episode 41. You summarised the previous shut week because you sh- led it. You shut, shut up. Shut up. Shut up, Will. You- <laughs> I'm sick of it. I'm <laughs> sick of you. You <laughs> shut <laughs> your mouth. 